What I'm going to do today is to just give you a bit of background about the core role that Monitor will have on a forward-looking basis, the focus that we'll have around integrated care, how we will approach some of the problems associated with this, before going on to actually explain in each of the functional areas that we will be developing where we think we can add value as a regulator with regards to this really important issue. And I guess that the very quick summary to my presentation would be that the answer to the question that I've been posed in that can economic regulation help promote integrated care, I think the answer is yes if it is done um, well and hopefully as I go and talk through today and we talk together in conversation later and um, you can see why I'm reaching that conclusion. So as you probably all know and are very aware according to the government's proposals Monitor will become the sector regulator for healthcare. This obviously means that our remit expands very significantly from foundation trusts, which primarily to date have been focused on the acute and mental health um, sectors, into all aspects of healthcare delivery. And that change is very important. And the other really important change is that rather than having a focus on institutions, which is what we have as a foundation trust regulator, our new core duty is proposed to be all about patients. And so we will be asked to do the job of protecting and promoting the interests of patients. And we will have to do this by making sure that the provision of care is economic, efficient and effective. And we will also have to ensure that the quality of care is either maintained and where possible increased. This new remit for Monitor will be the central thing as to how the organisation works. So if there's any doubt about how Monitor will approach a problem, it will be according to that principal duty that the government is considering placing on us as an organisation. And so we will be protecting and promoting the interests of patients, both today and in the future, above anything else. We have a number of different functions that I'll come and talk about later in more detail to actually ensure that this happens. And these functions include price setting, supporting the continuity of vital services in the event of financial failure, and the function of licensing the providers of NHS care. We will also make sure that competition is fair and that it operates in patients' interests. And we will have a vital role in making sure that the sector's various players work together to make sure that the choices about healthcare are made well. This means that we will tackle specific abuses and restrictions that act against patients' interests and to ensure, amongst other things, that there is a level playing field between providers. The government has set out that Monitor's role should be to enable integrated care when it is in patients' interests, for example, an improvement in the quality of care. To be clear, our position has always been to support integrated care, but we do believe the changes that the government made to the bill are very helpful and appropriate in giving us this clear remit and focus. 
And by developing integrated care, it means that we have to allow clinicians to work together in new ways, sometimes disregarding the traditional organisational boundaries and working practice. And this innovative approach to care will have a direct impact on how we operate as a regulatory organisation. Some commentators seem to believe that integration and competition can't coexist. This isn't a position that I personally share. My, my starting point is that the two can coexist as they do elsewhere and that the aim should be to increase integration where this will lead to quality or efficiency in healthcare whilst not allowing behaviours that are clearly not to the benefit of patients. And perhaps to give the most extreme example of this, if you had one provider that was to acquire all of the other providers in a local health economy, that could be a form of integration. But it doesn't say anything about the extent to which that integration will deliver seamless care and real benefits to patients' interests. And so what we really need to do is to test what is actually in patients' interests and make decisions on that basis. So as a regulator, um, what we will need to do is act in a very transparent way into what our view are no-brainers as to where integration should always be encouraged. We may choose to call these um, safe haven areas. We will also establish guidance trying to give people ideas about what type of behaviours that might restrict competition in some ways might be help harmful to patients. However, it would be wrong to assume that we can get this right for the first time. So what we will need to do is to work out a flexible approach to how we work as a regulatory organisation. And we will need to evaluate this approach through time to make sure that we're really um, learning um, as we do as a regulatory organisation. What Monitor will need to be is to make sure that we're measured in the steps that we take that we do our best to take account of the capacity of the system to change and balance this against the need for change. We'll need to be making decisions on the basis of evidence and facilitate the collection of new evidence where this doesn't exist. And we will also need to seek to learn lessons from other health economies, whether that be internationally or particular good examples of practice within the UK. We do not underestimate the extent to which this will require a change in culture in Monitor. Up to now, our focus has been on institutions, as I said at the start. The Foundation trusts, and albeit with the interests of patients as a backdrop, their interests now need to come to the fourth, and we will need to do whatever we can to make sure that we drive for the best interests of patients in the future. There will also need to be a clear commitment from us to work in partnership with other organisations. And in particular, we will need to work in close partnership with the NHS Commissioning Board and the Care Quality Commissioning and NICE. And so these will all be priority actions as to how we go about establishing Monitor as an organisation. What I wanted to do is to also outline some specific areas where I think Monitor can actually take action. So the first one is with regards to information, evidence gathering and analysis. 
it's very easy to forget as a regulatory organisation that you're in a very privileged position. By our very nature, we gain an oversight of the whole sector. We will therefore be able to undertake our own research and commission others to. We will be able to publish this and in order to actually make sure that we're informing the key questions of the day. We're already engaging with patient organisations, but we'll be doing more of this to make sure that we direct our efforts in the right areas. And it's my expectation that this will become a priority for us. The second area where I think we can make a real difference on integrated care is with regards to pricing. Under the proposals of the government, it's the NHS Commissioning Board that will have the main responsibility for determining what bundles of care need to be priced. But Monitor has an important role in agreeing those with the NHS Commissioning Board. And therefore, what we will be doing is bringing to bear evidence and analysis to help inform some of those choices. So where we can see that through pricing something on a very fragmented way, it might detriment an overall package of care being delivered, we will be attention in the process to try to make sure that the Commissioning Board can take full account of all of the pros and cons associated with bundling a care in a particular way. I don't think we should underestimate the challenge of changing our reimbursement system to actually facilitate more integrated care. Um, we've been talking to a number of international experts who are finding this question of moving to, for example, a whole years of care for a diabetic patient extremely challenging. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek to address the challenges. And we're keen to do so working closely with our colleagues at the NHS Commissioning Board. The one thing that I would say is that obviously one of the things that's going to be very important to enable this is the information that exists within provider organisations. And that's not just information in the acute side, but throughout the whole of the health economy, we'll need to make sure that there is correct information to support a more complex reimbursement system. The third area that I wanted to um, highlight is really through our licence, the difference that we could make to information. The main conversations that we've been having around integrated care have one powerful and repetitive theme, that there are real barriers and delays in sharing information which hinder the treatment and care of patients. It is common for regulators to address these issues and we will therefore be looking at the licence to see what we can do to use this as a real tool to enable um, the, and realise the benefits of sharing information. And last but no means least, to go on to competition policy. We will have to make work very hard to ensure that some of the myths that exist today around, co around competition policy are overcome so that this does not act as an artificial barrier to the development of effective care. I'm told very often in conversations with foundation trusts today that they're unable to do various things they want to do for fear of breaching competition rules. 
And this is largely a misunderstanding of what the rules are trying to do and achieve. So we will need to put a lot of effort into these rules to make sure that they don't act as an artificial barrier or constraint on innovation um, occurring within the sector. But whatever guidelines we do produce, we need to be prepared to say that they're not right. And by this, I mean that we must be prepared to allow controlled experimentation. So that if there is a good case that our rules are acting as a barrier, we must be prepared to consider relaxing them and evaluating the consequences of this. And through running programmes of demonstrators, I'm sure that the quality of our guidance will improve but we need to accept that these developments are on the cutting edge of innovation and therefore we will need to be flexible and adaptive as how we approach these problems as a regulatory organisation. The last thing to say on competition is that many of the decisions will be about what type of competition should exist. There's been a large degree of focus around competition within the market in healthcare. So the development of choice is all about patients themselves making individual choices around where they can actually access care. And there's really good emerging evidence to show that that's delivering benefits in some areas. But what we will also need to think about is whether there is also a role for competition for markets, where through competing for tenders, the, the Government and the NHS Commissioning Board can provide signals that it's more appropriate in some circumstances to put a pressure on an organisation providing healthcare through retendering their activity rather than allowing choice to actually operate. And what we will be doing here is providing evidence and advice to ensure that all parties understand the costs as well as potential benefits associated with pursuing a particular approach. And we have to be cautious here, because if we allow both sets of policies to run simultaneously, there are some risks. And one of those is that you could have double running costs, where a patient chooses an integrated care pathway, but then elects partway through the pathway to actually choose to actually have diagnostics, for example, in an alternative setting. So we need to be very clear about what's in a bundle, what's out of a bundle, and when patients are actually being asked to choose. So before I lose my voice um, completely, um, I just would like to conclude by saying that I think that there are many ways in which Monitor can work together with commissioners to actually enable integrated care. The key guide for us will be the availability of evidence that exists and how we can show that that evidence is demonstrating that integration is in the better interests of patients rather than other forms of levers within the system. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. Just go there,